This is John Wenjack Milgard Fleury Demas Morrison as in Morris's son. I, I want to say this because these thoughts come into my head during the day and I, again I'm just trying to log all this. I have never been a person who is you know willing to die for a flag or commit a crime for a flag or by flag I mean like a group or entity or a group of people or a club or a workplace. I've always tried to live my life based on values and principles and laws, okay? And I've touched in my life, I've, I've been around really interesting people who their secondary connections are, are powerful or, or they've attracted secondary attention that is very powerful in a negative or positive way. I, the people who I think might have fought for me and my family, not, not just me, right, but my family, like my, my wife at the time, my son, my newborn son, me, I, I want you to understand this. I have never taken the knee for anyone. I've never pledged allegiance to anyone. I would die for those people. If their intention was honorable, if they were, you know, within six months of hearing about me, they decided to fight for me, I would die for those people. And if anyone hears this, I would encourage you to think the same way. Because I was up against pure evil. Those people helped fight for me for whatever short period of time. Six months, whatever it was. It gave me a respite. It gave me time to think that, my God, someone's out there who understands that someone's trying to kill me. Okay? I'm not a spy in the Ministry of Finance. I didn't go in there to, like, do anything. I was, the whole time I was trying to get out of that place. But there, once someone labels you as whatever, spy, uh, confidential informant, cop, undercover cop, you can't get out from under that. There's nothing you can say that will make a group of people think that you aren't that thing. Because they'll just say, well, it's your cover story. You know, that's what you say. Okay. So, so I get it. If somebody fought for me and they have to cut me loose, like in touching the void with Joe, you have to cut the rope. I get it. I understand it. I get it. I've been on my own my whole life. On some level, there's a cell in my little toe that can handle it. Okay. I get it. It's why you don't see me running to anybody. I mean, I've called a few friends and family thinking they'd care, but they haven't. So, I mean, that's... that. I, it's the end of my Rolodex, you know? And these people might be part of this or part of that or look a certain way or do something or fuck a certain way or whatever, you know? It comes down to values, not any of those other things. Values and principles. Like, like, are you willing to stand up for somebody? I am. But currently Canada doesn't see it that way, right? Like, they, they, they seem to think that, you know, I, I ran away from some fight. Not, you know, as if I didn't have a plan to be a teacher, like, every year for 20 years, if things weren't going the way or whatever, whatever. And it just got to a point where this is fucking ridiculous. Everything I do around business and finance is being blocked. So finally, okay, look, I just want to ski with my kids in the interior of British Columbia. That is, like, my number one goal in life. That was my goal. That was my dream. Ski with my children. Have little ripper kids, sons and daughters, who, were like, shredded it up and then went to Whistler 
you know, and had tons of fun and got educated and have a good life with their kids. That was it. If you if you sort through all the flotsam and jetsam, all the, you know, educations and jobs, that was it. I go to Toronto and I come back to BC where the mountains are. I go to Nepal and I come back and I try and go where the mountains are. I meet a woman, I say, look, I'm going to go where the mountains are. Come with me. It's consistent across time. And yet, if you talk to somebody from an island, they don't understand it because there are no mountains here that are worth anything. There's some. They're okay. Don't get me wrong. I have respect for some of them. The three hours from where I live, which is kind of a long way when I've got 20 bucks in the bank. And you know, there's there's like, there's like a there's principles in life that you have to follow and you learn as you go, like ethics. You know, like I, when I became a CFA charter holder, level three ethics really taught me about something I should be doing and not doing. And and that's like sort of taking money, not bribes, but taking any sort of contributions from banks or other people when you're when you're doing things in life. You shouldn't be doing that. Okay, fine. I took the education. I learned it. Okay, I got it. You know. If we don't teach that, like sons to fathers, mothers and fathers to daughters, education, if we don't teach that, then how, how do you know it? You know, like, like life case studies. Through spirituality, through education, through mentorship. At any time, somebody could have talked to me and asked for truth, and I would have given it to you. Anyone, anytime. And if someone's upset about a motion you hear of some guy in his car driving around, what do you want him to do when thousands of people are terrorizing his life? What do you want that guy to do? It's not me who didn't offer truth. It's someone else. Someone else was unwilling to tell you either what the truth was or you didn't want to hear it or you wanted to hear it but they didn't give it to you. I don't know. It wasn't me. You know, but these traders and secrets, purveyors of secrets, they'll just pass it on to the next powerful or wealthy group of people. However, they have to manipulate the situation put one group against another, do whatever they have to do to survive once they know they've really fucked up, right? Like, and all I am is on the receiving end of that nuclear bomb of hate. 
That movie, Touching the Void, is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my entire life. It's got nothing to do with climbing. It has to do with choosing the right people in your life, choosing the right partners, choosing people who will fight for you even when it's hopeless. And, and seeing that one partner, even in when a guy has to cut a rope, he defends that other guy. Because that is what had to happen for them both to survive. not perfect I've never set out to harmony anybody but I have had to apologize in life and and try and explain when I've made mistakes somebody not giving me the tribunal or the, or the court or the judgment or the or the you know any sort of mechanism to tell truth or explain well that's very painful for me It, it kind of horrifies me that maybe some of my friends got hurt. And by friends, anybody I've ever known throughout my life, I would never try and hurt you. Or do something that would get you hurt. But there's, there's, there's knock-ons, there's secondary effects and tertiary effects and things like that you can't appreciate or don't understand or... Anyway, I'm going to go watch some Rugby Sevens. Canada's in the finals. <sighs> Old habits die hard, I guess.